Greetings and welcome to another episode of Credo Podcast. I'm Father Peter Duganzik. I know that so many people today do appreciate when we try to live the truth in this world of relativism. And so I'm hoping that these Credo Podcasts are helping you. It's now being distributed on quite a few different platforms. And whatever platform you're finding it, I would ask if you could just take the time maybe to uh, subscribe to that podcast. And if there's a capacity to like or to share, please feel free to do so. As we begin, let us just say a quick prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for coming to us and offering us the possibility of being able to enter into heaven. May our lives always bear witness to the truth that you are Lord and Savior. May we live lives of virtue and avoid sin. And may we one day reign with you in glory where you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today I would like to do a little follow-up to last week's question on the second coming. Do we believe that Jesus Christ will come to judge the living and the dead? And as Catholics, of course, we do believe that. But there's a, a little bit of a reference that I want to go back to, which I find very, very curious, because it's one of those things that just kind of appear in the catechism. And if you remember, I mentioned it last week. It's in paragraph 675, where it talks about the persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage, the church's pilgrimage on earth, will unveil the, quote, mystery of iniquity, unquote, in the form of a religious deception, offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. So probably one of the more misunderstood parts of this catechism is this understanding of the mystery of iniquity. Now, if you take a close look, there is actually a reference to the second letter to the Thessalonians, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians. It's in chapter 2, and it's a, it's a bulk of the beginning of chapter 2. And what, what I would like to do is to just share this with you so that you can understand where this comes from. And normally I don't like to go with a long quote from Scripture, but I want to read this whole quote because St. Paul is definitely the, the origin, if you will, of this particular line. One of the things to note when I get to it is the translation is a little different from place to place. Some will translate it with the expression, the mystery of iniquity, which is what is in the catechism. But in the second letter to the Thessalonians, the translation comes across as mystery of lawlessness. So let me read to you now the first 10 verses in the second letter to the Thessalonians chapter 2. We ask you, brothers, with regard to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our assembling with him, not to be shaken out of your mind suddenly or to be alarmed either by a, quote, spirit, unquote, or by an oral statement or by a letter allegedly from us to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand. Let no one deceive you in any way. For unless the apostasy comes first and the lawless one is revealed, the one doomed to perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God and object of worship, so as to seat himself in the temple of God, claiming that he is a God, do you not recall that while I was with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in this time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who restrains is to do so only for the present until he is removed from the scene. 
And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and render powerless by the manifestation of his coming. The one whose coming springs from the power of Satan in every mighty deed, in signs and wonders that lie, and in every wicked deceit from those who are perishing because they have not accepted the love of truth so that they may be saved. I think this is a very important passage from St. Paul, and I think it's one that, especially we as Christians, I think we really need to pay attention. It's so easy sometimes for us to drift, to wander, to not really catch what's going on. And I think that it's important that we do catch what's going on. So this mystery of iniquity, this mystery of lawlessness, even St. Paul kind of leaves us with this veil over it, if you will, that the common thing you get whenever you deal with something that's a mystery. It's a mystery. And when we talk about mysterium, mystery in the church, it doesn't mean necessarily that we've got it figured out because we don't. So that's why he uses this word mystery, a mystery of lawlessness, that there's going to be this deceiver who is going to come upon the earth. And that's, that's kind of what translates to that sentence in the uh, catechism, but yet they don't footnote it as such. They don't even point us to the second letter to the Thessalonians until the very end of it, where it's talking about actually all the way through verse 12. Um, that I just find interesting that they, they summarize it in such a way, they footnote it in that kind of way, but then they go on to kind of like encourage us to understand the truth. This, this apostasy from the truth, I think this is the key thing in this. Now, I go through this all the time. I, I have this conversation all the time. I think this, this mystery of iniquity, this mystery of this lawlessness is what we see in relativism. And because I wanted this podcast to be about living the truth, especially living in the truth in this modern world, we have to deal with the fact that we are living under the dictatorship of relativism. And under the, dictator, the dictatorship of relativism, we have to deal with the fact that it's kind of a deception. The catechism talks about this deception. Relativism denies that there can be an absolute truth. Relativism denies that we can actually know things for certain. And so what does it do? It relativizes everything. I would teach courses every now and then, or when someone would you know, like ask a question when I'm offering one of my reflections on something, and they would say you know, something to the effect, well, that's from the Catholic perspective. And I would like kind of grimace whenever they say that because Catholicism isn't offering a perspective, it's truth. When we talk about God, when we talk about the resurrection, when we talk about sin and judgment, when we talk about virtue and faith, these are all parts of revealed truth. These are truths that we have to embrace and the truth that comes from God. The struggle that we have is the, the human being wants lawlessness. The human being wants there to be this do-as-you-please kind of an attitude. From the very beginning of humanity, our fallen nature being such, from the very beginning of humanity, our passions began to lead us and guide us. And that's the lawlessness that we speak of because God established truth. God established human beings in a particular way. 
God set them over the world in a particular way, but all of that had to come under, if you will, the law established by God. We understand law in a very particular way in the Catholic Church. We talk about what's called natural law. Not the law of nature, but natural law. Scientism would want to try to build things on the law of nature, but we talk about the natural law. Everything has a nature, and that nature is ordered towards its end. And so to understand the thing in truth, we have to look at something in relationship to its end or to where it's going to get its fulfillment. And the end of man, of course, is God, that we want to be with God. And the fulfillment will come at the end of our time, at the end of our lives. But living under this, if you will, uh, dictatorship of relativism, I think a lot of people have been deceived. And I think it's in the form of a religious deception. That's what it says. In a form of religious deception, offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price, at the price of the apostasy from the truth. I could repeat this a thousand times and hear it differently a thousand times, but I'm going to tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, if you take a relativistic attitude, you are following that religious deception. Can I say that again? If you take a relativist attitude, you are following that apostasy. You are following that religious deception. We see it all around us. It is starting to happen more and more where truth is denied, where truth is no longer allowed to even be brought into the conversation. This is what concerns me about it because nowadays, like I'll, I'll, I'll say to somebody, you know, I want to have a conversation about something that has to do with the truth. That's something that we understand that was revealed to us by God. And I want to have a conversation about it. But unfortunately, even with good Catholics, sometimes I have to spend 10 and 15 and 20 minutes, a half hour, 45 minutes of just establishing once again the foundation of how to appreciate the truth so that we're not talking about a perspective any longer. We're not just talking about, you know, well, that's your, your opinion, but not my opinion, or the Catholic opinion on things. That's why we struggle so much in our conversations today, because I believe this mystery of lawlessness, that the law or, that's implanted in our hearts by God has become overwhelmed by this mystery of lawlessness, this mystery of iniquity. Pay attention because this is about the salvation of the soul. This is about our own salvation, and Christ will come to judge the living and the dead. The, the, the second coming is imminent. It is going to happen, and I believe it's going to happen in the near future. There's nothing with that that, of course, we could say is unusual. But keep in mind, we are children of God, and as children of God, we have to live the truth. And the truth is what sets us free. The truth is what, what gives us new hope and new life. The devil who has been cast down to earth, the devil who is running things, if you will, the devil only deceives, only lies, only wants the truth warped, does not want the truth to be something that is advanced in the hearts of men, that are advanced in the hearts of, of human beings throughout the world. And so what do we see? We see that this liar, this deceiver, will do everything, everything in his power to make sure that people are not paying attention to what they need to pay attention to, which is the truth. 
today, I spe- today especially, I think it's up to you and it's up to me to work on living that truth, to work on being men and women of truth, of not allowing the wiles of the devil to pull us away from our destiny. And our destiny has to be the kingdom of God. Our destiny has to be the truth. And living the truth is going to be what this podcast certainly is going to be about. I will have conversations. I'm going to try to have some conversations with others along the way, bring some others to discuss this. Because I think too many of us today are caught up. We're caught up in this world, this world of relativism. We're caught up in this doubt that comes from not being able to know things definitively. And so we have to be careful. We have to make sure that we're focused so that we don't get fooled. And in the end, we'll be able to stand when the judgment comes. We'll be able to stand strong and be able to say to the Lord, I served you. I conformed my will to your truth. I conformed my life to your desires and put my own desires aside. There are lots of good things out there to help us with this. And as always, I do push the catechism as a source of where we can do this. And I I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about this again in the future because I think this is so key. I think we are living in this religious deception And I think the source of this religious deception comes through this relativism that is rampant everywhere. And so arm yourselves with the truth. Arm yourselves in prayer and arm yourselves and be ready because the trials are coming. The trials are even now upon us and we need to be the ones to stand strong against them so that the world can once again get to know Christ Jesus. Be his emissaries in the world today. And so as I bring this podcast today to a close, I'd like to shed God's blessings upon you. Lord God Almighty, I call upon you now to shed your blessings upon all who hear these words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.